Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the NFL Draft Triple Take, presented by UPMC, Mike Pursuta, Dale Lawley, and Matt Williamson. We've still got the pedal down. We are still plowing through the prospects to get you as ready as possible for the NFL Draft. Only the Steelers scouts, guys, are going to be more prepared than the people who have been with us <laughs> since day one, and that's only if they've been among the people who have been with us. Diligent about it. They have to watch them all. Not just the first take, but the second take as well. And the second take, uh, as you may or may not know by now, if you don't, this will be news to you, that the second take is not a top five at the position. It's a riser, faller, and sleeper. Uh, Just uh, trying to get uh, the conversation uh, a little more nuanced and uh, maybe uh, throw some more names out there for discussion than uh, you would get in uh, a standard top five. I noticed that uh, uh, Dale and Matt, who conspire on the drive on SNR and have conspired to be in complete agreement more often than not on these uh, programs, uh, both of you guys are in agreement on your riser. Uh, who would like to take the floor first uh, to discuss the great Trayvon Walker? Go ahead, Matt, since we apparently share a brain. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to call kind of an audible here, too. I mean, I think this one's just so obvious with Trayvon Walker, and I'll let Dale talk about him mostly. But since we're talking edges and linebackers, I'm going to include the other Walker from Georgia as well as an off-the-ball linebacker, Quay Walker. Trayvon is almost like a combination athletically, not production, and this goes to their combine numbers of J.J. Watt and Von Miller. And I know that sounds remarkable, but that's exactly the kind of numbers he posted. But Quay, the linebacker, I think he's rocketing up boards as well because you can do so much with him. He has extreme length. He can cover you know, tight ends out of the slot. He can blitz. He can play off the ball. His numbers were tremendous too. So two walkers from Georgia. Yeah, you know, I think Walker, Trayvon Walker – um, I know everybody raved about some of the big guys running. This guy came in at 6'5", 272, and ran a 4'5", 240. At 272 pounds, his, his three-cone drill was 6.89. Uh, it just really easy change of direction for him. And he's got 35-inch arms. Long, uh, I mean, he, he's just a physical freak. Uh, and so I, I think you're seeing a lot of, of, of movement for him up the draft boards here. I, you know, I know he was considered, you know, a, a, an easy first round draft pick. Uh, but now I think you're talking top five with him. And that's why I had to put him as my riser uh, at that position. There's even some talk that he could be the top overall pick in this draft. And I don't think anybody would blink an eye if that happened. So really freakish athlete. And to Matt's point, kind of a combination. You could you could have him put on. 10 pounds and play him at defensive end and not, you know, it wouldn't be a problem. You could have him stay at 272 and, and, and play outside linebacker in, in a 3-4 defense and it wouldn't be a problem. There's just so much that you can do with a guy like that. Some talk about him being first overall on this very program. Well, not this specific one, but our last uh, mock draft, mock 3.0, you guys probably recall that uh, I mocked him number one to the Jacksonville Jaguars, so I couldn't include him as my riser because there's nowhere to go. He's a, he's at the top of the list. You can't go higher than first overall. But I do want to mention all the points you guys made about his physicals and how he played and where he played. There was a play in the national championship game, and nobody on the broadcast noticed this because it was just after Jameson Williams got hurt for Alabama, and the freshman kid came in, number 84, and he made a catch, uh, a crossing route, and then he stopped 
and made N'Kobe Dean miss and wound up getting a 24-yard gain out of it. Guess who made the tackle? Trayvon Walker lining up at defensive tackle, started the pass rush, didn't get there, saw the ball release, looked around, located it, chased down a wide receiver from well behind the play. Now, the guy was running sideways a little bit to start, but the kind of football instincts and football IQ and the effort and the motor, uh, he checks every box. And uh, if I was Jacksonville, I'd take him number one this year, uh, particularly if I had uh, the roster that is currently comprised in Jacksonville. That said, I couldn't make him my riser, so I went with Arnold Ebikite of Penn State. Uh, he's been rising for a while now. Uh, good move transferring to Penn State. He went from second team All-American Athletic Conference to first team All-Big Ten going from Temple to Penn State. And another one of these guys who's really got a physical skill set. Uh, he was uh, He's not a, a, a Native American. He was born in Cameroon. Family got here when he was 12. Picked up the game in high school. He's still figuring all this stuff out, but uh, really an intriguing guy uh, coming off the edge, at least uh, initially as a pass rusher. And then as he figures some more stuff out, uh, maybe he can do a whole lot more. He was one of the guys, Dale, at the combine that they had do the conversion drills. Uh, some of the pass rushers asked to drop in coverage. And uh, not a chess piece yet, but uh, a versatile guy for sure. Yeah, he definitely has a skill set to do those kind of things. And this draft, I mean, there's there's a lot of those guys that, that you look at and say, boy, you, you could do some things with this guy if, you know uh, – I remind people all the time that, you know, T.J. Watt was the ninth edge rusher taken in his draft. Ninth. There were nine. There were eight other guys, edge rushers taken ahead of him. Some of them have worked out. Some of them have not. But he was the best one. So, I mean, you you have a similar kind of depth in this one, in this draft as well with some of those edge guys. Matt, uh, Dale and I are the ones who agree on the fall, or you're the outlier with uh, my Jay Sanders of Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, to his credit, he's helped the Bearcats get where they are over the last couple of years and was a good college player. But, you know, we're not giving credit for what they did in college. you got to project these guys to the pros. And at 6'5", 228, he looks like Mike Evans to me, not an edge defender. And uh, he's just really, really lean. And I don't think he's really adept in playing in space or playing, you know, back in back and going in reverse. So I just don't think he's got enough, you know, sand in his pants to play on the line of scrimmage. And then another thing that I've noticed about him, the more I've studied him, is he has a terrible habit of jumping off sides. And in itself, that's definitely bad. Maybe the wind's also, behind him blowing him into the line of scrimmage. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but, but it also indicates to me that he gets a lot of his production by uh, guessing the snap count and winning with speed. And that's not going to fly at the next level. You know, it's funny you mentioned the offside thing, like, Interesting little anecdote here. Back when I was in college a hundred years ago, I took a class called football coaching 101. And the way they did it was each week, a different position coach would give the lecture. And then there would be a quiz the next week on last week's stuff. And then you'd learn the new stuff. And Steve Furness, the old defensive lineman from uh, the steel curtain was uh, head coach, George Perlis defensive line coach at Michigan state at the time. So he gave the lecture on defensive linemen and, and this stuck with me. Low these many years later, he said, when you play defensive line, it's important if it's third and four, not to jump offside. <laughs> Doesn't go over real well. It's yeah. good advice, but you know, yeah. you got to take it, uh, I guess is, is the point. Did, Matt, did you ever figure out why uh, Sanders lost so much weight between the combine and the pro day? 
I heard some rumblings about an illness, but I mean, even just watching his tape at Cincinnati, he's very lean and doesn't have a real thick, defined, heavy lower body and can just get pushed around and the league's just too physical. Dale, you and I agree that the faller is David Ajabo, although I don't think he's going to fall as much as you expect a guy that tore his Achilles on the pro day to fought. This guy is fascinating to me. I think, I think he is underrated. Uh, I know Hutchinson's a great player, but I think he, I think Hutchinson's been anointed to a certain extent for whatever reason. I think Ajabo's got miles and miles of upside. He's just getting started. I'm curious to see how far he does fall. I think he will a little bit, but I'm not ready to say he doesn't get out of the first round. In fact, in mock 3.0, Matt and I had him going to Detroit at 32. Yeah, you know, he's going to be interesting. I had him as number three on my original uh, triple take uh, at, the, at the edge rusher position. He's not going to go there. Um, you know, I think he, he ends up being the, the sixth or seventh edge rusher taken. And so the difference there is, that it, it, you know, being a potential top 10 pick to being somewhere in the 20s probably. So that's a pretty big fall, and it's going to cost him a lot of money through no fault of his own. He tore his Achilles tendon at his, his pro day workout. So, you know, it's kind of a cautionary tale. I know some guys since then haven't worked out at their pro days because of that, what happened to him, because they saw it's probably going to end up costing him a couple million dollars. And it's unfortunate, uh, but it is part of the process here. There's always somebody, we've seen this in the past, where guys have gotten hurt and fallen out of the first round. I think he's too freaky, and I think we know more about Achilles injuries than we used to, and I think they're much more treatable. It used to be a, well, if you tore your Achilles, it was going to be two years before you were back. Now we're seeing guys come back the same season. He should play at some point this season, um, but he was a raw prospect to begin with. So I, I do think there's some value to using that fifth-year option with a guy like a Jabo as opposed to taking him in the second round, and then you've only got him for four years, and the first year is kind of going to be a wash to a certain degree. So if you get that fifth-year option with him, I think it makes a big difference. Again, I, I think the upside for this kid is almost uh, – I mean, he's a one-year player at Michigan, really. Yeah. And yeah. so there's a lot there's a lot of untapped potential there. I'm going to stay in the Big Ten Conference for my sleeper, Boye Mafe of Minnesota, who's making a lot of noise and uh, a guy who kind of started figuring it out uh, in the latter stages of the 2021 season. Then he had a great senior bowl, and then he had uh, a really good combine. Matt, we were talking in a previous episode, and Dale mentioned this as well, about how some of these guys are afterthoughts where in any other quote-unquote normal year, they'd be stars. But yeah, uh, yeah. they they were just great. They weren't freaky. But uh, this kid seems to have a knack to me. He's figured out how not to run 10 yards behind the quarterback and take yourself too deep. He's figured out how to attack with his hands when he gets there. Uh, 6'4", 261. Don't know if he's going to sneak into the first round or not. Probably not. But somebody's going to get great, great value. I yeah, I think he has a chance. I mean, I think they're, again, I'll bring it up. TJ Watt was a ninth edge rusher taking in, in, in 2017. It wouldn't surprise me if we see that many edge rushers go again this year, eight or nine. So there's a shot that a guy like Boye could, could find his way into the first round. Um, and typically, you know, if, if those guys are going in that later part, of the, they're, they're going to a, a team that made the playoffs last year. And so it ends up being a pretty good situation for them.
Yeah, situational maybe, not as much pressure. You don't have to get yeah. thrown right in. I mean, Hutch- um, there's going to be all kinds of pressure on Aiden Hutchinson, Thibodeau to come out and be stars right away, where a guy like Mafe or or even a, lot, a, a job bow at, at this point, they can take their time. Mm-hmm. Dale, let's uh, stick with you and uh, get your sleeper. Uh, is this pick made in honor of uh, Ben Roethlisberger? You know, it's the same school, Dominic Robinson of Miami of Ohio. Uh, but he was, again, one of the – a guy that I didn't know much about going to the uh, the uh, the Senior Bowl and really had a good week of practices down there. Uh, 6'5", 253 at the Combine. He weighed in a little heavier than that at, at his pro day. Um, but he had a 4'7", 240, a 41-inch vertical at 6'5", 253. I mean, I get out of here with that. Uh, at his pro day, he had a four one nine uh, short shuttle, which what was, was that, really good. What was that vertical again? Forty one inches. Yeah. Does Calipari know this? Uh, <laughs> somebody on the uh, Miami of Ohio <laughs> basketball team should have known that. Uh, he was a wide receiver when he first got there. So his first two years on campus, he played wide receiver and caught twenty seven passes. So there's a little bit of Joey Porter going on here. Joey Porter was a wide receiver at Colorado State when he got there and converted to. Uh, to, to outside linebacker, defensive end, and then outside linebacker for the Steelers. I see some of that with Dominique Robinson. Didn't have great production in college, um, so there, there is a little bit of uh, questions there. But, again, that short shuttle, 4.19, that's 92nd percentile for somebody that size. I mean, he can move and jump, and he's an athlete. Uh, very Again, very raw to position, but you could do some stuff with him if you get him into the right program. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. Uh, Matt, I got a little ahead of myself. I was looking at your selection, uh, Josh Pascal of Kentucky. And, uh, Dale, that's why I referenced uh, Calipari to you. I've- Calipari has been known to <laughs> pluck some guys from other schools, too. I, I false started. <laughs> I, I, I beat the snap count. But uh, some intriguing guys, Matt, uh, on both sides of the trenches at Kentucky in recent seasons. Yeah, and Pascal's a real easy guy to root for, too. He's a guy you want on your football team. He's the only three-time captain in Kentucky's history. Uh, he came back from a malignant melanoma on his foot back in 2018 and has been really productive since. Uh, he's almost like a shorter version of Bud Dupree in terms of body type. He's really, really thick. He plays extremely hard, really difficult to move off the edge. I mean, he's just really easy to like. Yeah, that's uh, good stuff uh, as well, and uh, that's one of those positions. Dale, how many uh, – well, T.J. Watt was the ninth guy? The ninth guy <laughs> in 2017. I wonder how the 10th one will fare <laughs> this year, five years from now. It seems like there's a lot of them again, and uh, it's going to be really interesting to see not only where these guys go, but if they go to a good situation, if you know if it's the right fit. Presumably that's what teams draft for, but – Sometimes they get a little caught up in, uh, I think, chasing uh, the the name or the the, the letter the on the jersey, yeah, the recognition as opposed to well, this guy really does what we want to do. But uh, a lot of athletes out there, a lot of big guys that can run and jump. Good luck, quarterbacks, uh, moving forward. That's going to do it for uh, this edition of the Triple Take. I want to remind everyone that you can get uh, these and all other like programs on all of the Steelers social media platforms you can catch matt and dale conspiring how to agree on subsequent take two reviews of the positions uh, you can catch that on the drive on snr uh, thanks to everyone for joining us today however and uh, wherever you found us thanks for making that happen until next time for matt williamson and dale lolly i'm mike pursuta this has been the nfl draft triple take 
presented by UPMC.